If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Ask me. A lower cheek pouch, a lower cheek pouch, a lower cheek pouch. Will you store your food in your lower cheek pouch? Will you store your food? <laughs> we did a DNA test on Tian Fu and the instructions, like someone's got to write this. And like, unironically, they wrote, swab the lower cheek pouch. And I'm like, did you have to know that's funny. That's like this or like the, like around good, the lip for a podcast, like around the bottom lips, the lower cheek pouch, but like the pouch created where you would store nuts. <laughs> Aren't cheeks amazing. It's so crazy that they expand because the universe was like, well, these people are going to feed their faces. They got to be able to hork down food and store it in the mouth chamber before it goes into the throat canal. I love seeing pictures of like hamsters just full up. I love it. It's what gets me off also. <laughs> The lower cheek pouch. Where do you live in New York? Oh, lower cheek pouch. Sounds like more like a San Francisco neighborhood. Yeah. They have a neighbor called the Tenderloin. Oh, yeah. And then there's a lower cheek pouch. (laughs) You would move there. I would live in a lower cheek pouch. (laughs) LCP. (laughs) Okay. For LCP, everything's wet and there's food everywhere. It's like a cave. You know what's really fun to do? If you give your dog a treat and they like, you know, they run away to like squirrel it away, like mm. they find a precious hiding place, just go up to it. And like, she just buried hers in a blanket and I just picked up the blanket and the treat went flying and the look on her face, like they found it. How did they find it? And then in curtain, now she's just eating it like a person. Good. Store it in your lower cheek pouch. You guys, answering questions, get it cracking. Pump to answer more of your questions. Yeah. Do we have any follow-ups? I always ask you that. And I... We we go through them in the order that I that we go through. You them. are such like a queen of your little fiefdom. You're like we do it my way, if and we you, never you answer wanna, your question. Do we want to this week? You do. You find questions and ask them. Okay, then you pay me. <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? Pretty That's bad. Very, That's very funny. Now that the tables have been turned, it's very funny. Side okay. outside. We're gonna start with an anonymous question. Okay. Okay. Hi, Liza and Emily. I have an issue. Can they hear the dog munching? Listen. It'll be very faint for those of you that have bat sonar. Yeah. I don't know if they can hear it. Okay. Well, we'll never know. I'll find out. Until this comes (laughs) Until 10 minutes from now when you edit it. (laughs) Hi, Eliza and Emily. I have an issue I've debated about for years, and I know you will give honest advice without sugarcoating it. 
Who's this person? Oh, it's anonymous. anonymous. Who said that? Secrets. Backstory. My dad died in 2012. He and my mom were married for 58 years when he passed. Is it too much? My mom died five years later. When yeah. we cleaned out their house afterward, I found a letter in my dad's I workshop. I found a whole sibling that I never knew. And a letter in my dad's workshop that caused me concern. It was from a woman asking him to meet her at a hotel to hook up. That brought in back- a letter? Yeah. That brought back the memory of a time when I was in college and my mom got an anonymous letter in the mail that just said, your husband is having an affair. Yeah, for sure. She laughed it off, but after finding the letter in my dad's workshop, I wonder if he really was having an affair. If he was, I am 99% sure I know who the woman is because they worked together for years and were always very friendly. If he wasn't having an affair, I don't understand why he would have kept that letter from her to meet up. I don't know why he would have kept it either way. Either way. I've sat on this information. Burn inform- upon receipt. <laughs> yeah. I've sat on this information for three years, but I can't let it go. Mm. The woman who I am convinced wrote the letter is still living, and I've been thinking about, like seriously, her. about contacting her. Oh. Deep down, I just feel like I need to know the truth. Yeah. Should I contact her and find out if she and my dad really were having an affair? Love you guys. Truly value your opinion. Thank you for always keeping it real. Yeah. It's been three years. <sighs> Definitely. Just find out. Well, I mean, otherwise, it's going to bother you that you don't know. The truth is, here's the, it's going to, you're still going to love your dad. He was still your dad. Like, even if he's a womanizer, or maybe your mom and dad had an arrangement. You know, you, you'll you never know, but I think it's killing you that you don't know. The question is, will this lady want to say anything? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was a hoe. <laughs> Why did he keep that letter if he was having an affair? He's sentimental. Maybe, or, you know, maybe that's the true love of his, it's whatever, you won't know the other side till you ask this lady. And it's weird that you know her, but this sounds very much like your dad had a fairly woman. I think you'll feel better once you know. Then you can begin to make your peace with it and write the version that you want. But the truth is, you weren't sleeping with your dad. Go with me on this. He's still your dad. He still did dad things. And like, don't forget, people are just people and they fuck up and they do weird things and everybody's got their secrets. So you can still love your dad and I think you'll feel better if you know. Yeah. You go over there and be like, Sylvia, get out here. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> or offer be like, would you like to hook up with me? Well, so they were married for 58 years. How old do you think this woman is that she's going to go talk Everybody's to? Everybody's very old. And this affair's been going on. You might find out that they've had the affair the entire time. But, you know, people can hold two ideas in their head. You can love your mom and still cheat on her. Also, different generation. Also, are you Italian? Look into that. Next question. <laughs> you Italian. Okay, it's just different views. All right. Hi, Liza. Tiana There's like Fu- that whole like Madonna whore complex thing. So, you know. But Italian? Yeah, you watch like Goodfellas. It's like, I can't do the stuff I want to do to my wife. I can't do the stuff to her that I do to my wife. She feeds my kids. You're just thinking of Goodfellas. Which you haven't seen. I have seen it. Oh, my God. T- you've accused me of not seeing Goodfellas Quote like it. six Quote times. It. I'm... Angela Rizzoli, and I'm in Goodfellas too. My name's Lorraine Bracco, and I'm you. the pretty one. <sighs> Lorraine Bracco, you're. Just I'm such sweaty a dis- in my kitchen. I'm running around. They're coming for me. They were gonna <laughs> find it. They were gonna find it. No one who's listening to this podcast cares <laughs> about, about my Goodfellas info. You did. I mean, it's it's your favorite movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Go get your shine box and answer my next question. <laughs> hey, Eliza Chanfu and the AIA gang. Huge fan. 
shrimp, shrimp. There's she a, mentioned the dog and not you. <laughs> I'm part of the gang. Yeah, we're in a gang. <laughs> Me and Scott are in a gang. Snack gang. <laughs> we roll up on Taco Bell, we pay for our order, and then we drive off a little fast. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. <laughs> I'm, I'm co-writing a cookbook with my mentor and she's so much more experienced in our field. I just graduated in November and is amazing. But the design aspect of the book was left to me since in my previous life, I was in marketing and know all the software and have made things look very good for a very long time. Anyway, 
she started making suggestions about the design and having me change so much of it. And honestly, it looks ridiculous now. So ridiculous that I don't want to put my name on it. But I've worked so hard. I did all the photography myself, all the writing and design. She contributed some recipes and a few blurbs throughout the book. But other than that, it's all me. And now it's starting to look so horrible due to her input and changes. Many of my friends, some of whom are still in marketing and design, agree that her new suggestions are horrendous. I've talked her out of using many different bold and punchy colors as she wanted to use like eight rainbow colors. I, had orig- I was originally fine with the whole thing in sage and dusty rose. And I said, we need to stick to two colors, three max for continuity and professionalism. And she agreed, but she still wants them to be preschool colors. Anyway, she brings a larger social media following, connections in the industry, and will be selling the book at her clinic while I feel like I have nothing to offer. Sorry, my husband's blending something in the kitchen and we can hear it. (laughs) I'm making salsa during my podcast. Speaking of cookbooks, that's what he's doing in there. Yeah, it is what he's doing. You don't see me changing his colors from dusty rose to tender (laughs) cheek pouch. Well, I feel like I'm at the mercy of how she wants this thing to come out. Uh, I'm so discouraged, and when I find polite ways to move away from her suggestions, she insists that I just try it while we're both looking at it live and then says it's perfect when it looks like an insane circus poster. Oh, this is my first big project in my new career path and a crazy excellent opportunity, opportunity if done correctly, that my peers don't have the privilege of getting because she mentored me when I was in college. Now she wants to keep working with me because she thinks I'm really great. That's in quotes. This person didn't say it about themselves. When I showed her the initial design, she loved it and I kept working on it that way for weeks. But recently her husband slash editor, even though he doesn't do it for a living, is helping her and these changes are the result. How do I keep this amazing opportunity while still getting the point across that her new design suggestions are absolute dog water, all caps. I was so excited about this book and I'm now super discouraged. Totally. Any advice would be so helpful. You know, it's, there's a, this tough thing and this reminds me of like when you take network notes when you're writing a pilot, the carrot, the dangling carrot of like, if I could just get this on the air and then it gets noted to death and by the end you're like, what are we even making? There's value to sticking to your guns and there's value in you knowing Like, I'm good at what I do. I'm assuming you're good at what you do. I don't know. You could be terrible. But there's value in seeing your vision through. And I think you should be okay with walking away. I hate to say that because you don't want to put something out there that's terrible. You know, we watch movies and the movie may be bad and it may not be the actor. It might be bad writing. It might be bad direction, but someone's going to bear the brunt of that. So if it really is that bad... I think you need to sit down and you have to say to her, hey, we're doing this together. You, and you're saying she only wrote a few recipes, it's, but so did she really write it? Or like, did she contribute that, that all the recipes and all the- it Sounds like things? she just contributed little, little bits. It sounds like it's mostly this person's project, but this woman who's their you mentor. Are you beholden to her? Like, do you have to do what she says? You can just say to her, hi, um, I'm really excited to do this. I go to you for expertise on cooking and recipes and recipe writing and all this stuff, but this is my area. Um, I know I'm in the industry. I know what will look good. I work very hard and it takes a lot of time and money to do these things. So maybe it's, you know, like I'm working with a designer now and she has X amount of weeks to produce something. And we agreed on a plan. Uh And the other day I sent her some wallpaper. I was like, what about this? She goes, let's stick with the original plan. And that's not about her we're not wanting to collaborate. That's her saying, I've been doing work based off this plan. And that's time and money and hours. 
And so if you want me to come up with something else, you're going to have to pay me. Yeah. So I think you stand strong in your value as the artist that you are and you lay it out. You'll be like, this is where I, you know, we can compromise on little things, but overall, this is what we agreed to. This is what sells in the market. And this is what you hired me for. And it sounds like she didn't. It sounds like she doesn't really respect you because she's your mentor and she's not allowing you. Maybe you're unproven, you know? I wonder if, so it seems like a lot of the problems that this woman was fine with our question askers design until her husband got involved. So I wonder if- I mean, or it's also the husband or they have terrible taste together. But so since now there's that party coming in, can our question asker be like, well- Five of my design friends all say it should be this way. never cite your friends. Nobody cares about your friends. But what I would do is pull from other examples in the industry. Here are the top five cookbooks that sell. Note the design. Here's what doesn't work and here's why, you know? Yeah. And if she's really, if you really don't want your name on it, you have to be okay with walking away. This happens. This happens. People have creative differences. I've worked on scripts before where it's like, I'm just not seeing it that way. Well, it seems like this person's name will still be on it and the mentor, the one with the pull, the one with the following will not be. So the book will happen, but potentially to a smaller audience, which I think is preferable, honestly. You don't want to put a piece of shit out there and maybe it's for the best if it's going to look shitty that less people see it. I always believe in betting on yourself and you be as professional as possible. And I think maybe we're vilifying her a little too much and maybe try to sit down and be like, here's what I think. If she can't get past that, I think you have to be okay with moving on. And you have to also be okay with betting on yourself. Like you will get there one day and you also don't do the same thing that she does. Maybe there's someone else you can link up with. You got to kiss a lot of frogs. I meet with a lot of writers and- you know, it's like, oh, this writer has all these great credits. That would be great. And then they're horrible on a call. And you're like, I don't want to work with this person. You have to be okay with saying no. You have to be okay with that. You'll be okay whether you do this book or not. You're here to do good work. And that's what you're doing. It's not like millions of dollars are at stake. So even if you make a turd, you're still going to get paid and it doesn't matter. The stakes are too low, which makes them at the same time too high morally to give this up. That's what I believe. State your case why you believe these things and how this is a partnership and you need to do it your way in order to serve her the best Uh and bring examples. And if she can't see it, then whatever. There's other mom bloggers who make vegan cupcakes out there. You can find another one. Kick it. Oh, you ate the whole tree. Hey, Eliza. Huge. How'd she eat that whole thing? She's so small. She's got really sharp teeth. Oh, boy. Hill is a huge fan. I've seen you four times and I have tickets for Portland. I'm a 48-year-old female and have been with my BF for five years. We've both been in the military for 25 plus years and have plans to retire soon. Yeah, I would hope so. That's a lot. My retirement goal is to open an animal sanctuary. Yes. My boyfriend is a city guy and would like to stay living in the city. He's a board slash online gamer and doesn't enjoy the outdoors. He doesn't go hiking or camping with me, but which is the fine. <laughs> Maybe he just like does the tech side. Yeah, which is fine. Maybe he's like military, but like really works in radio. Yeah. Okay. Which is fine as that's our time to enjoy our hobby separately as I'm not a gamer either. We have many things we enjoy doing together. We love each other very much and don't have any relationship issues outside of this. I've always been the one to compromise in my past relationships and this has been a lifelong dream for me, something I don't want to give up. My question is, should I continue our wonderful relationship and see where we end up, compromise because that's the only issue we have or ask him to compromise for my dreams? Thank you. Open your animal sanctuary. Open he can come visit sanctuary. or he can he's not. Fine. Like, by the way, he's, he can online game quietly indoors from an animal sanctuary. The city <sighs> has nothing to do with it. He's indoors. What do you care where those indoors are? 
I can go to a beautiful ski lodge and I can still enjoy it while sitting in the lodge. I don't have to go skiing. I won't go skiing. Only apres ski for me. You need to feel fulfilled. And if he's more important to you, then that's fine. But if this is something you've thought about forever, you'll be kicking yourself, you know, if you don't do this. So look into it. Also, you might look into it and be like, wow, this makes no money. It's very expensive. Animals eat each other. And this is very hard. So um, why not ask him to come? What's the big deal? I bet you he's cool with it. And also, like, if you live in Portland, it's there's a rural area not far away. So maybe it's an office. Maybe there's so many ways around it. The answer is... Go for your dreams, and if he loves you, he'll support you. Yeah. He can play Halo. Inside at inside. the animal sanctuary you while can be bottle feeding. Inside, outside, anywhere. A kitten. That's it. You knew that answer, though. Yeah. At right. ease. Anonymous. I am 36, female, and about four years ago, I 36. finally got answers female. in regards to my health. Answers. I was having awful symptoms that I was documenting. Epstein Barr. <laughs> on a health app and would, over the course of two years, bring this info to my doctor and ask for help. Turns out it was the Uber Eats app. I made a mistake. <laughs> oh, for, filling out this Domino's app every day with my heart condition, my blood type. <laughs> over and over, I was given- a blood pizza. Ew. <laughs> Over and over, I was given subpar care, the brush off, made to feel like an idiot. Finally, one day I went to the emerge, emergency room and lucked out and got a female doctor who took me seriously, looked at my body, and discovered I had a cervical polyp. <sighs> Long story short, short God, what are is you happening? Having a brain polyp? <laughs> brain. Long story short, I had it removed and there were cancer cells. I'm fine now, but I still feel rage towards doctors who ignored me, one of whom has property a kilometer down the road from my mom's house. I see her walking all the time when I visit, and I just want to pull over and tell her how much harm she did to me by treating me like an idiot. She told me to lose 10 pounds and the issues would resolve. I wanted her to know she could have killed me. My persistence was the only thing that got me the right treatment that five other doctors passed off as a dumb woman who doesn't know her own body. What? Who says lose 10 pounds? Are you a pageant queen? If she said lose 100 pounds, I'd be like, okay, right. that's a healthy like 10 pounds. I lose and gain 10 pounds every week. Yeah. So five different doctors were just like, Meh. You know, I wonder, I think you need to remove, like there, I have anger toward our healthcare system in general. It's something that we fight to keep, even though it's it's trash. Um. I wonder what types of doctors you were seeing because as I've discovered, it's a specialist that has to look for special things and maybe that's something. There's so many things that could be wrong with you. I, I was actually, it's funny you write this in. I was thinking about this last night, like all the blood work and things that I had done because I was like, well, it's gotta be something. I'm super healthy. Otherwise, like, why do I feel this or this? And, you know, doctors are doing their best guess and not every doctor is a specialist. They're also seeing so many patients and the God's honest truth is you do have to be your own advocate that yes. woman, I mean, blaming her, but the, the fact is you didn't give up and you did find out and the universe had your back. Like you got it in time. Yeah. Um, everybody has cancer in them, whether it's active or not, but like you all have like the potential to have cancer. I think you need to find a way to move on from this and it's a great lesson. And, you know, maybe you're learning this lesson now for something later, good or bad, you know, maybe yeah. it's advocating for someone else or yourself in the future. It's good that you learn this now. Yeah, uh, you don't have to hang out with that doctor. 
You know, ask that doctor and she'll just be like, I, you were in for a routine checkup. That's not something we check for, which is garbage, but that's not her fault. Well, so this person came to the doctor with, here are notes I have made about my health. Here's what's happening. And she was like, mm, lose 10 pounds. The 10 pounds thing is very odd to me, but also, you know, I don't know what your notes, I'm just being like, not devil's advocate, but just trying to be nonpartisan. I don't know what your notes sounded like. Do you want to see my notes? No, I do not want to see your notes about you or your cat. (laughs) And I'm good. See, this is insane. If you came to me with with this replete a stock of notes, get out of here. Don't show that to anyone. That's a novel about your cat. Correct. So if you come in with that, first of all, no doctor wants to read that. The odds of you being able, it's not about you being like a silly woman, but- being able to track exactly, you know, you could be like, and then I had a hiccup and then I had a cough and then I had pelvic pain. It's like, cool. Those all sound like gas. This doctor is in the X amount of time for the crap insurance they're getting paid, hoping to diagnose whatever it is. And usually most people are fine. So, you know, you could also book another appointment with her and women are, you're going to get written off. People get written off. People come into the ER all the time. Complain. One guy, my mom tells me the story of this guy that thought he was having a heart attack. Doctors op- cut him open, opened him up and it was gas. It's all just a guess. And when you realize how much of a guess a lot of doctors are taking, I get a lot of doctors are listening. We're not talking about like an oncologist, like diagnosing a tumor. We're talking, you come in, you're like, I don't feel well. She probably made her best guess. That's what it is. You got to find a way to move on from this because you're going to make yourself sick being angry about it. Thank God you learned that lesson. I'm grateful I learned that lesson. Yeah, that's it. Depends on how specific the... You know, if you're like, I'm bleeding. Even if you're bleeding, it's like, well, that could be anything. Mm -hmm. I wonder if at any point they were like, yeah, we could test for this, this, and this. And you were just like, no, I'm good. I don't know. But what you need to focus on is just moving on. Yeah. And stick with the doctor that knows you. You know what? And you're probably white. Try being black. They double don't listen to black women. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not shaming you. (laughs) Thanks. Use your privilege. But it's true. We just tend to not listen. And, uh. Odds of your patient being a psychopath like this woman sitting in front of me with the cat notes are 100%. (laughs) It sucks. I get it. I'm just trying to offer you some sort of silver lining, which is you found out how to be your own advocate and you didn't give up. And thank God you had the money slash insurance to do so. Yeah. Anonymous, dear lies and gang. First off, I went to your live shows. Hold on. You want to go capture the- I want to capture a little bit of the- Guys, get ready for this dog ASMR. Ready? Ew, it dyed her paw red. Ew. Gross, Gross. I'm going to lick that paw later. I'm going to lick it clean. <laughs> Teeny. Dear Eliza gang, first off, I went to your live shows, confirmed kills in Los Angeles, where I met you in Special Land backstage, and the Nashville Netflix taping. I also had tickets to see you in Denver last March, two days before the U.S. shut down. Oh, it was such a hard call to make. It was. I remember where we were when we made it. I think it was raining. Mm. Excited to see you. You remember us both topless, don't you? <laughs> No, because we were at uh, your hair cutter. My hair cutter. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal way to describe it. My hair your, cutter. Your hair cutter. <laughs> Excited to see you live again. Thanks for being awesome. No problem, you guys. <laughs> I'm a 25-year-old woman living in Nashville to pursue my dream of being a singer-songwriter. I had a serious college boyfriend that I broke up with the year after I graduated because I realized he had no intention of moving to Nashville, even though that had been my explicit plan the entire time we dated. Fast forward to now. I'm currently in a long-distance relationship with my brother's best friend who I met at my brother's wedding in India. 
In the beginning of our relationship, I called it off because I wasn't over my college boyfriend. And a few months later, I saw him again and realized I really wanted to be with him. Mm. He's 29, Ooh. an electrical engineer, yes. and lives in Colorado. Steady job, union, healthcare, <laughs> benefits. Oh. The only reason I jumped into the relationship and thought it would work was because he said he would move to Nashville. I thought as soon as I was ready, we'd pull the trigger. In the meantime, we see each other on average one week per month in person. He lived in Nashville last year for two months to get a feel for it and says he really doesn't like the city. There you go. Now that COVID has hit, my music career feels stalled out, and he's wondering why I really need to be in Nashville slash if I'd be open to moving elsewhere. I said no. I was mentally prepared to break up because there is no future for us if he doesn't want to move there. Then last week, he said he didn't want to regret not trying and need some adventure, so he'll make the move at the end of August when the lease is up. Finally, August. my question. August? Oh, what? Do I tell him? That's so far away. COVID will be, like, not even around anymore, hopefully. August? Okay. Lease do I- out that turd hole and get to Nashville. Do I tell him, yes, make the move, or should we break up before them? On the one hand, him moving here was the whole point of this relationship, and we'd regret not trying. On the other hand, I definitely don't want to move in with someone I don't plan on marrying soon, and at this point, I feel like I should be more excited to marry him if that was in our future. I don't know. To be clear, he's not at all bringing up marriage, but it's something I constantly think about. Okay. Am I wasting his time if he quits his job and moves here, and I don't feel like I want to marry him, or should we try it out and see what happens? What are you doing? They've been dating for one and a half years. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's so many guys in Nashville. What are you doing? Like this guy might be super hot and gets you and whatever. He already moved there, said he didn't like it. The whole idea was he was going to move there. Personally, I, if your music career is stalled out, it's part of me is like, why don't you just move to Colorado for a little bit, see how you like it. But that's kind of like the nail in your coffin of your career because no one's like getting their music career going from Colorado. I would take a break. I just would. I'm sorry. I know I'm always the first to be like, fuck it, forget it, whatever. You're tying yourself to this. Like, there's so many conditions that have to be met for this to work. Like, what are you doing? You're 25 in one of the most immigrated cities to in the country. So many people are moving there. So many people live there. You've got your goals. What are you, like, move on. August? That is so far away. So what are you going to do? Like eke out seeing each other and not really talking about marriage. You're putting, you want a music career. You want to be married. These are two things that you're putting on hold because you're with someone that like kind of checks the box. Girls, why do we do this? There are plenty of men to fertilize your eggs. And I promise you, you will fall in love. doesn't even sound like you're that in love. You will fall in love with someone else. That is my pitch. It's not like his lease is up tomorrow. You're le- if he really loved you, he would find someone to take over that lease. Hmm. it's too, it's, who cares? What are you doing? Move on. That's what I say. That's what I say. God, I get older with every, that's what I say. Judge Judy, gavel. So many hot dudes in Nashville. I saw so many hot, when I go drinking there, so many dudes. Is there even liquid in there? Or are you just making sounds? Get a hobby. I'm just get a fucking hobby. <laughs> it's the bottom of my oat milk and it gets granular for some reason. Cause it's not a real substitute for milk, but I try <laughs> Because milk makes my nose runny. Hi, Eliza. I have a question for you. Tennessee has no electrical engineers, although I don't think it's the job that you're attracted to. This guy's not ticking enough boxes. End of story. Presto change up. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. 
It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Eliza. I have a question for you, and it's about breaking up with a friend. I'm 24 and part of a friend group of hometown gals. We've been friends since our early teenage years. You know what my answer is going to be. Chat in the group chat every day. Always there for each other. I studied abroad in London for about three years. They visited me multiple times. Is that a massive cultural shift? My one friend, let's call her Gemma, was a great friend, but problematic. She's one of those girls that never left home, just wanted to meet a boy, have fun within the confines of New Jersey, and that's okay. That's okay. But all these things have made her kind of ignorant. She doesn't give a fuck about BLM, thinks it's quirky that she cheats on her boyfriend and just can't seem to grow up. But she was a great friend and always picks up the phone when I need her. Then when COVID started, she decided to host a beer Olympic for her birthday. I told her my boyfriend and I could come, but the week before I came home to the city and realized, one, she invited 15 people, and two, my parents were very uncomfortable about COVID, rightfully so, and probably would not want me going to the party. Gemma! Keep in mind this was in June when we were just coming out of a serious, serious lockdown. So knowing that a huge part of all she cares about is partying, I gently asked her what safety precautions she was taking. The story's already too long, she so let me cut it short. Me right in the tip. She basically freaks out saying I'm a shitty friend for potentially bailing and saying if I wasn't going to come, I shouldn't have RSVP'd because she'd made signs. She already bought all the Michelob Ultra. <laughs> she made signs. She made signs. She proceeded That's to tell me. That's the girliest answer. I made, I bought markers. 
I mean, and poster board, and I made fucking signs. She proceeded to tell me I'm a grown woman who doesn't have to listen to her parents. LOL. Failing to understand I live at home and love my parents, which is why I'm not putting them at risk. By parents, does she mean science? <laughs> Ultimately, she made it about her. We ended up screaming at each other with Ew. her in tears about how, how all she wanted to do was hang out with me and that she's allowed to be upset. Oh, God. The oh, whole God. incident revealed to me our priorities aren't aligned, something I'd been trying to ignore for years. This was months ago. Cut her off. She never said sorry. Hey. But just reached out sorry, and we, said we should- She sh- was licking the carpet. Oh. Carpet licker. <laughs> and said we should forget the incident because we're best friends. Oh, no. She's so irrational. You're all she has. I didn't feel like explaining at the time why we just aren't on the same page. It's not just about COVID, but our priorities overall. Now she reaches out all the time and it's caused a separation between me and the other girls. So she reaches out with no apology, just wants to make up. I always- fend her off, but it makes me sad. Did I make a mistake? Everyone in my life tells me she was terrible and selfish, but am I holding people in my life to too high of a standard? I've lost a friend who I used to confide in, and now it seems as if I'm losing the whole friend group because I live in a different city, and it looks like I'm being a bitch with her, begging me for friendship every few weeks with no apology or reference to the incident. What do I do? I'm just sad because these were my girls. I guess ultimately my question is, when do you forgive a friend or when do you have to move on? It's not, here's the thing. on. Yeah, for sure, move on. But it's also, you're not forgiving her because of something specific to you. You're growing. Mm. I think you live in New York City. I don't know. Um, You're growing and you're evolving and only women are made to apologize for that kind of thing. That's actually not true. I take that back. Rappers too. Uh, But she probably deep down sees you as like her only tie to like a normal person and her life's kind of a mess and she probably like looks up to you. She's not a bad person, but you know, I don't, I, while I doubt BLM like makes your world go around, what you're talking about is progressive views and important social touchstones and cultural touchstones that she's not a part of. And you probably feel a little stifled when you're with her because it's like back in high school. This is the age where we all start to, you're 25, where we start going in our own directions. It's kind of what I always say. It's not like the most upfront thing, but just like, you're just going to be less available, you know? Or you could try to (laughs) civilize her, be like, hey, I'm going to a BLM symposium, you know, or whatever, but maybe try to bring her in. But if she's really just not getting it, it's okay to have friends that you only get your nails done with and you only do X, Y, and Z with. But it just sounds, it will naturally take its course. And I think you don't need an apology from her, but what you're looking for is an acknowledgement. What you'd hope for is that she'd be like, yeah, I care about social things too. I think you don't have to do anything. No, I, I mean, this you person- you just keep kind of growing and putting it off and you have to be okay with the fact that some friends serve purposes in your life, kind of like boyfriends. And then you keep moving on and you find your group and you evolve. You're growing. And this is part of those growing pains, baby. The question asker is the one that like moved away. And yes. so these other people are still in the same town. And you got to be okay with answering less. And, you know, you're never going to say to her, Gemma, I think you're uncivilized and a total Luddite, you know, because of course she has some, you know, positive things. The fact that she cheats on her boyfriend's court, these are all like deeply personal flaws and there's something else going on there. Yeah. But it's not on you. Yeah. And especially the COVID thing, it's that could be your excuse. Like, it is a little unforgivable to contribute to that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to give an answer or anything. Just be like, I'm just busy. You know, you don't want to reckon with her. You don't want to tell her all the things that are wrong with her. You're just evolving and you need to be okay with that. 
Hey, Eliza and Emily. Whoa. That was so loud. <laughs> Greetings. You're driving, Emily. Greetings from Berlin. I am a 29-year-old woman, and I married my boyfriend of six years a few months ago. Guten Tag. I like cooking and have always been the one to make dinner. But as I've advanced in my career, I've had to work longer hours. My husband is usually done before me, but will just wait for me to cook. This got to be too much, and I asked if he could take over 50% of the time. He said he wasn't willing to because I, quote— always complain about the food he makes. Mm. Not true. He cooks well, and I've complimented him before, but if something isn't good, I'll tell him, which he also does to me. I told him if he isn't willing, I'd prefer that we each cook for ourselves. This way I'd have leftovers slash have to cook less often, and he wouldn't have to deal with my complaining. He lost it and said this isn't what marriage is supposed to be about. True. For the past few days, he's given me the silent treatment. Am I in the wrong for suggesting— Are you married to a woman? We handle our own dinners, and how do we resolve this fight? Okay, first of all, he's not wrong. Like, marriage is not this, like, separate but equal, like, existence and no one— Like, he's not wrong about that part. Yeah. It sounds like homeboy doesn't want to cook. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, he's like, you cook for me and you. I'm not cooking for myself. Like, God. You got to get that conversation to a place where you're like— I, Because I say this to my own husband, who is a brilliant chef. Every once in a very, very, very great while, he'll make something that I'm not a huge fan of. And, you know, he'll get kind of sad, but I'm like, it has to be okay for me to say that to you. And you have to, we always as humans focus on, even as comics, you know, thousands of people are laughing. One guy in front's not because there's something wrong with him. And you're like, that's what you focus on. So I think you need to get it to a neutral place and just be like, I need help. I cannot cook every night. I would love for you to cook. If you make something, like, let's talk about what you're going to cook. And it's okay to for me to be like, oh, I didn't love this or whatever, but we can find ways around it. Also, if he's cooking, maybe you make a salad. Maybe you can eat that. Like, I doubt it's, I think you hurt his ego. But if he's refusing to cook, I think she's within her rights to just cook for herself and save the leftovers. Put it back on him. Be like, do you think of me as just some housewife and that's my job? I think you should, you know, be like, what do you expect me to do? And he'll be like, well, you don't like what I cook? Be like, I do like what you cook. I don't know where you're getting that. Give me an example. He'll be like, one time. You're like, that's one time. Be like, can you help me? I need, we need help. You want to talk about what husbands and wives are supposed to do, what a marriage is? It's helping each other. I need help. Mm. Say this all in German so it's much more forceful. Do you have a cut on your nose? You're, it's like red here. Yeah, I do. From my, my From glasses. glasses? Got, well, no, I got a cut and then my glasses made it mad. <gasps> Get contacts. Do you have new glasses? No. Don't they used to have like red on the side? Didn't you have like Anne Klein? Who's Anne Klein? And Taylor. I've had red glasses in the past years ago, and I have red sunglasses. Okay, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm supposed to stare at my employees. It's legal. Not, nobody said you were. <laughs> Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm a 28-year-old female living with my boyfriend of two and a half years who is also 28. Double two eight. This 28 is plus 28 is 46. 56. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> This is the most comfortable and fun I've ever felt in my life. And it's also my first relationship. We met on Bumble under mutual agreement to express interest and not take shit. Is that a tab on Bumble? (laughs) Click here if you want to express mutual interest and not take shit. Our communication has always been crystal clear, which I love, but sometimes it hurts. Lately, my sex drive has been higher than his due to stress and IBS discomfort. What? Wait, hold on. He has. You hold on. You have IBS. No, he does. 
and you're stressed and you're like, I gotta fuck. No. I gotta yes. fuck, I, fuck my way out of this paper bag. He has IBS. Yes. He's so embarrassed and all I want to do is remind him I'm attracted to him and that our sex life is fun. We're both- <laughs> Even in, if it isn't. We're no both, one's having fun. We're both in therapy for perfectionistic tendencies. But I wonder if you have any tips for dealing with a sexual letdown as a female in a committed relationship. Any help or tough love would be great. Thank you for being you. I literally tell my sister about every episode. And we update each other with our daily top and bottoms of the cob. So he's got like diarrhea all the time and doesn't feel attractive. And I mean, feels really bad about himself. And you're like, no, I still think you're so hot. Yeah. Like, basically the roles are reversed. Right. You're the dude. And you're like, I think you're so hot, baby. And she's like, I'm fat. I'm gross. And you're like, I don't see it. That's tough because like the way you see yourself is all that matters. And he's just feeling so bad. And it like almost doesn't matter. It's like with any guy in a relationship, it's like I tell my girl she's beautiful and she still thinks she's a sea hag. So that's tough. And it's like, you know, you probably like go to have sex with him and he's like, oh, and he feels bad because nobody wants to be like farting and diarrheaing it's an adverb um can you like write him a letter about like all the things you think are attractive about him all you can do is continue what's going to happen is this unfortunately if he still if he keeps feeling bad about himself and he keeps feeling unsexual eventually he will manifest that into what the relationship is and you will begin to be unattracted to him that is what happens if you say it enough you know, is there a version where he comes home and you just pounce on him? You're like, I might be the only woman who wants to fuck all the time. Jump on this, but slowly because the vagina is very tender. All you can do is continue to show him because men are very action-based. Show him how much, how attracted you are to him, but he's going to have to get out of his own way at some point. Mm. Maybe talk about that with the therapist. That's a bummer though. Maybe you could just like start touching yourself and be like, you want to join me? You also don't have to have sex to be sexual. Any good pastor will tell you that. Maybe do a dance for him. I think every girl at some point a has dance. tried to like do like a sexy dance. Oh my God, I've done that. Oh God. I'm so drunk. Like sit on this kitchen bench and let me rock your world. That's awful. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Oh, just the moves. Put on like an Usher song. You're like, check this out. Well, I'm dancing to like, Danish techno. Like, check this out. Look at this body. You want this? You can't have it. Just kidding. Yes, you can. You know what no one wants is a lap dance from their wife. Nobody wants a lap dance from like a long-term girlfriend. It's like, cool, gonna have sex. I remember one time, <laughs> no one I had sex and I like said something after, like right after and I was like, okay. And like, he didn't respond. I was like, do you, are you not turned on by me? He's like, Eliza, we, I literally just had sex with you. Like, I'm completely empty. <laughs> That's a bummer, though. I'm sorry. Maybe you could have it both ways. Maybe you could just make out with your hot boyfriend and you get, like, hall passes to go have sex with dudes until he's ready. No. Okay. Okay, we do have a follow-up. If I didn't, you know what? As with all these, if I don't give you perfect life advice, I hope I made you laugh. Or think or pause this to go get a snack. Okay. Do you what remember? Your problem? I'm giving hot diarrhea. Do you remember the one who mm. was getting married? Her friend of 10 years, maid of honor, texted her via her husband and was like, I don't like the pastor. Yes. And, and we thought the pastor, the we made okay. up that the pastor hated gay people. Okay. So love that you guys answered my question. Here's some clarification well, for you. Do you want to recap it for the people listening? They better remember. But yeah. Okay. So Highlight. this person was- Take out all the articles and verbs. 
person. <laughs> Wedding. Wedding. Her her best friend Herbert. of 10 years and her maid of honor texted, had her husband text this woman's fiance saying like, actually, we're not friends. I'm not your maid of honor. And then when this woman went to her house to be like, what is going You're my on? my best friend. Why are she you like not coming to my wedding? She called the police on her. She called the police on her. And then the friend's like, You're, I want you at my wedding. And the girl was like, we don't like your pastor. And so we here at Ask Eliza Anything, we were like, what happened with that pastor? Does he, we made up that like someone all over there is gay and maybe he's like homophobic or did he sleep with her or yeah. did he touch someone? So we were like, what happened with the pastor that this friend feels so strongly about him that she's bowing out of your wedding and not even telling you? Here's the update. Okay. Emily? Over to you, Emily. Here's some clarification. Thanks, Eliza. Thanks, Eliza. Here's the weather. No problem, Emily. How much do we have to say each other's names? It's the news. <laughs> okay. Emily Vasquez. My pastor is definitely not homophobic. He wouldn't be my pastor if he was. Okay, so that's homophobic. That's, <laughs> that's what people who are homophobic say. <laughs> he definitely his, not homophobic. He and his wife are amazing humans. Is his wife a dude? Because that's the only way to prove you're not homophobic. <laughs> genuinely care about the people who attend the church and are always there if you need a shoulder to cry on. He preaches love. Or a penis to sit on. Aha! He reaches love and is welcoming to any and everyone. The problem my now ex-maid of honor has with him is that she doesn't agree with the way he runs the business side of the church. Oh, okay. She thinks the pastor makes too much money. Oh. He and his wife make less than 100K. They have two kids, an average house, and average cars, so I don't agree with her on this. She was his assistant for a while. They have never dated and found out what everyone was being paid and thought some people weren't being paid enough. Minimum wage here is $7.25 and everyone makes well above that for reference. And her biggest problem- Where are you living, 1998? And her biggest problem with him is that when they told him they were leaving the church, he didn't chase them. I told her- I love that. Yeah. I I told her that based on what she has said, anything she thinks he's done is forgivable. He's not embezzling or living extravagantly while everyone else suffers. So I didn't think it was a big deal. We ended this two-hour one-sided conversation with her saying she wasn't going to let this affect her presence at the wedding. And then two months later, here we are. Sorry, this is so much. Just funny to have all the info to clear things up. This is- Love you all. This is crazy because this- So she was his assistant- she knows something. She what? knows something. Or she's, not she's a maniac. Maybe she was in love with him and he like rebuffed her. Wait a minute. By the way, do you love how you and I made up a whole world <laughs> where this guy's like homophobic? Well, and because all this that stuff. had been in the that had happened with a couple different celebrities. Well, I think oh, you're talking about like Justin Bieber, but I think it's also like we made up like all this awful stuff. It's like nope, she just doesn't like his books. Uh, I don't know. Part of me is like, does she, as an assistant to a pastor, like, do you have? enough info to make that call. Had people complained, you know, and also like everybody's there on their own volition as you were. Right. And it's like, yeah, I mean, so they were making above minimum wage, but let's say they were making making minimum wage. Who else wage. is they? Like a church cleaner? Like what else, who else works there? And the fact that it's like, yeah, some churches do, oh, there are big churches yes. in Atlanta where they, the pastors are like billionaires oh, and they roll up in their roles always, but there's just like, there's big, and I this think of the sound like where, a mega church. No, it's not. It doesn't sound like when this person has a normal house, uh, like I'm under a hundred thousand for a family of four is did like, she like ask for a raise and she didn't get it. I'm also like who, a lot of church or religious stuff is like volunteer based. So like what should America, what should a Sunday school teacher be making? What should your altar candle cleaner I don't even know who else works at a church. There's no nuns at a regular church. You know, that's another, you know what you should do if you really want to gauge if she's crazy, be like, what should they make? And if her answer is like bonkers, 
It just is. That's such a weird line to take. I feel like she knows something else. Or she thinks she, that's the worst is when someone's stupid and they think they know something and they don't. We uh, did some internet sleuthing and we found out where your church is. And I don't mean this to be insulting, but based off the, not so much context clues as the website, which is actually a very nice website, but where your church is located, this is not a mega church. This is not even a nice church. And I say that in that it's not like a big, new, huge building. This really, I really don't know anything about churches, but this really seems like a very like outreach-based, community-based type thing. Now, maybe your pastor is a crazy person secretly, but it really, nothing about this feels like there's only Mercedes parked in the front and it's in like a brand new building. So just because mm-hmm. we looked where it is next to Mega Blast Laser Tag Arcade. Come worship and blast away some enemies. Here's the truth. Your wedding is about you. It's not about the pastor. The pastor is there for 20 minutes, right? Unless you're doing like a really long religious boring service. Um, It's about you and your fiance coming together and your friend being there for you on that day and getting ready and the dress and the family and all that stuff. If she can't set that aside, and this is all based on like total hearsay about just feelings about the pastor. It's not like she has any concrete evidence. She's not your friend. And I think there's something else going on. There's something else going on. There's something else going on because she's letting that, like that's the catalyst for all this, but like she's letting that get in the way. Uh, I think you got to say goodbye to this friend. And the way she did it. Moreover, she didn't come to you and say, I don't like this pastor. Right, she she had the conversation with her, I don't like this pastor, but okay, fine. And then two months later, I was like, never mind, via bye text, forever. Via text, like from her fiance to your fiance. Ugh. It's super weird. So She's weird. gutless. And the truth is, even if she did come to you, which she didn't say, I don't like this pastor, it's like, who fucking cares? Who cares? So- She's a bitch. And what you find out when you get married is it is like, it is the demarcation in a lot of friendships. Sometimes your wedding is the beginning of like a non-friendship with people. Good riddance. What a fucking flake. Mm. We have another follow-up. To- Don't breathe on me. Oh my God, that was such a big exhale. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> another follow-up. To the woman who has all of the adopted sons, uh, she is white. They are African-American. One of them doesn't believe in BLM. Oy. She says, thank you for discussing my question. I agree with Eliza nine times out of 10 with w- to just blow it off. Just a side note, most of the comments come from African-American women. My favorite one, which turned into a great lesson of kindness, understanding, and tolerance for my youngest son was he and I were grocery shopping after one of his baseball games pre-COVID and an African-American woman came up to us and removed my son's hat from his head. She then proceeded to tell me that if my skin were the right color, I would understand that he should never wear a baseball cap because it would cause him to go bald. What? She then proceeded to shame me to say that since my skin wasn't the right color, I obviously had no idea how to braid my son's hair. The day before, I had his hair professionally braided at a black-owned, run, and operated salon by a black woman who I'm fairly positive can braid straight cornrows in her sleep. This woman then proceeded to look my son in the face and tell him when he gets older, he can come back to the community he belongs with. Okay, this is insane. This is just a maniac. No, but th- that's a maniac. And by the way, wearing a hat thins anyone's hair. And if you want an example, look at your husband's calves. You'll notice if he's had a job where he wears a suit, um, a lot of older men have like no leg hair because of their socks rubbing on there. Any, my mom says that to me, like, don't wear a hat. It'll make you go bald. Emily, you could stand to lose some hair. So it's fine. I'm working on it. That woman's just a fucking crazy bigot. Well, so she says, after she walked away, my son asked me why I didn't correct her uh, with a ridiculous amount of 
anger, shame, and hurt raging in my gut, I smiled at my son and said, you and I know the truth, and you and I know that our skin doesn't go. have to match, and there you and you I know that we're a perfect family. Her opinion of us makes no difference to how we will live. But also, by the way, here's the counterpoint. Much like people, of you know, a black woman might not want to be labeled as angry in our society, as a white woman now, the headline will be white woman yells at older black woman. <laughs> Like, you will be the one that pays for it, even though that woman was being a crazy well, person. Well, it sounds like this person is handling things perfectly. That that woman walked away, and she had a conversation with her son By about the way, what has happened. By the way, if the worst thing that happens to a mixed-race family is that some old black lady is, like, kind of a bee, <laughs> like, you're getting off easy. Like, if anything, your son, that's just preparing him for a life of that type of scrutiny. Yeah. From both sides, from both colors. Yeah. Love you all, especially Snow Peach. I currently have two adopted dogs, and if my fiance wouldn't kill me, I would have more. Last thing, yes, Eliza, you are right. My boys are all teens, and they know everything and are never wrong, even when they are. (laughs) You love adopting. You You do. adopting. (laughs) Look, I I do this too, where I like use like the one exception of the one time someone was crazy. By and large, I you know what? I saw a video the other day of this woman who, I don't know if she invented it or just bought it, this like thing, where if you have a black daughter, I guess a black son too, it's like a thing where you can lay down so you can wash the hair in the sink and they can like watch TV. And it was like a device that you you put over their head so they can lean their head back in the sink and lay down on the counter and be comfortable. And I clicked on the comments because I was like, oh, it was a white woman, sorry, that had a black daughter. And the girl's like eating snacks and watching her screen while the mom washes her hair. And I was like, oh God, because we've lost the ability. Nobody cares about anyone doing anything good. We only want to roast people. Yeah. And I clicked on the comments. I was like, this poor woman. All of them were positive. It was all black women that were like, God, I wish I had that when I was a kid. Wow, I love that she's washing her hair. Wow, what a good mom. You're always going to find total crazy people, but there are more good people than not. And there are plenty of black people that are fine with them. There are plenty of white people that are fine with it. And don't even, God, don't, I, I probably would have let it go too. I think people think I'm the kind of person that would be like, no. And here's what I, you, t- don't give these people your emotional currency. Yeah. And uh, congratulations on having four all-knowing teenage sons. The smartest country is run by teenagers. That kind of is. Hi, Lies and crew. I'm going to be 30 this year and I'm having that. I'm turning 30 and my life needs to be an order of thought process. My main concern lately is on my spending habits. I'm blessed that my husband and I do not struggle financially. He's in the military and I am working my dream job. However, I've always been one to just buy whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. Now as I age, I think about how I need to make sure I have savings outside of just my retirement and how my student loans will go into repayment soon and my husband will be leaving the military soon. Yeah, right now, student loans are like on a oh, oh, hiatus. But, just get rid of them. Just, uh, what are some tips and tricks to just tell yourself to stop buying things just because you want them? My spending stresses my husband out. I just want us to be stress-free and happy with what we have and happy with the material things I have. I feel like it should be just a simple thing to say no, but also shopping is how I've always cheered myself up with my depression, so now it's almost an addiction. Uh, okay, first of all, we shop to fill a void. And weirdly, everybody likes shopping. It doesn't have to be like shopping, spending spree for clothes. Like everybody likes buying new things. First of all, if you want to make yourself sad, you can think about how you're contributing to waste and how, especially as Americans, like everything's got to be new. We don't fix anything. I follow a lot of like eco sites that show like how to fix things or why we should reuse things. I think deep down, and I notice lately, I like go online at night and I load up an Etsy cart and I I don't ever buy the stuff, but I find the act of just loading things up is very soothing. Um, 
and you see all those like TikTok videos of like top four things you need on Amazon. It's all crap. When you deep down think about what you actually need, the answer is I'm bored. Nobody's shopping if you're exhausted from work, exhausted from working out in a good way, feeling fulfilled, reading a book, stimulated, read more books, first of all, do more things around the house, like physical things. Because I find myself, even though I work really hard with like, sometimes I'm just like, what am I, I don't want to watch anything on TV and what do I do? I think it has to do with anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think it has to do with boredom. Uh, yeah, I it's the, fun to get things in the mail. It's fun to get things in the mail. You are contributing to things that go into a landfill. Yeah. If you really take stock, I would first, first, I would purge your house of everything you don't need. And I don't, don't mean throw it away. Take it to the appropriate places. Like really earn if you're buying something else and maybe make it like a reward. Like every Sunday I get to buy something versus every night. But I think it has more to do with, because I go through the same thing with not feeling like you really did that day. I, I think that's what it is, at least for me. Um, you also might want to meet with a financial planner and set up a Roth IRA mm-hmm. um, so you can start contributing to your future. Don't take on everything at once. My financial planner just had a baby. Okay. Why would you tell anybody that? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Go on. Tell us. I just thought it was nice. You just had a neuron bridge and you were like, <laughs> financial planner, baby. I know that. <laughs> I know a fact. I think you should get to the root of what that is. There's nothing wrong with shopping. Um, also it's excusable because it's been Corona and we've all just been stuck and you can't just go to a shop like you would. Mm. But I lately have been like, I actually don't need anything. Like I don't need another candle. I don't need another Palo Santo stick. (laughs) I don't need clothes. Like really taking stock of it. Mm -mm. Maybe sit down and look at all your finances and maybe you do have extra money to spend and it's okay. You know, maybe contributing to like home repairs or improvements versus like buying another piece of plastic off Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. But I also for everything you buy, I would look at things, ways to give things away or donate things. So you don't feel so bad about it because you don't want to just be spending money. It is feeling, it is filling a void. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is for you. Mm-hmm. What? Because I shut down your... No, I just yawned really hard and oh it hurt God. me. You know when you yawn and it makes you tear up? I, that's not hurting. That's not pain. That's tears. Because you yawned. Are you are you having a stroke? <laughs> Maybe. Are you ready for top of the car? We're cop? making a podcast. You can't just do an energy plunge like that. God, am I supposed to just carry everything? <laughs> you don't want my thoughts on keeping things in your home. No. Nobody asked for that. Nobody wants to hear about that. When we hear about my diaper collection. I will say, I wonder if the energy that you spend, like where you're like, okay, I can, I have extra money. I can go on and buy something. Like if you do set up an account, an IRA or whatever, or a savings account that transfers automatically, like being able to carve yeah. out an extra hundred dollars that you put somewhere else, like then you're, you're like moving the money around. Like you're doing something. You're like taking it. You're going, okay, I'm taking yeah. that and putting it here. It's the moving of the money that feels yeah, so good. Yeah. Where you're like, I'm, I'm changing something. I'm doing something. So like if you move, if you were like now, let's say it's, let's say you spend a hundred dollars on random garbage from Amazon. If you make it a goal to put $100 into a savings account every month or an yeah. IRA or whatever. Like there's still that shift in what's happening. And I yes. think it'll, there'll be like a notice, like being able to see yeah, that to change see that happen in the same grow. way that you see like the package come to your door. You know what? Uh, think of, that's great advice that you could have said when you said your financial planner was having a baby. Like that's interesting. He already had the baby. It's born. He did not have a baby. <laughs> um, or you know what? Maybe he did. Um, I like that. I also, you know, maybe you got it like that and you have extra money, pick a trip or something you're saving up for. Mm. 
You know, like something, because what you don't want to do is you get out of this and you're like, oh my God, I bought all these fucking Amazon plastic do-it-yourself lip kits <laughs> and now I can't pay off my student loan. That's going to suck. So I would have, I would sit down with a financial planner. Yeah. And what's going to be tough is if he's like, yeah, you've got $30,000 to spare. Well, let's put it into an account, a high yield Low yeah, risk. No Figure out what you can do with it. But the other thing is, if you think about it in terms of like, okay, again, let's say Amazon, you're buying your, what'd you say, a DIY lip kit Whatever. and it's $40. How many hours of work is that? So instead of thinking it's $40, it's four hours of my day yeah. that I spent to get that lip kit and things will either become more valuable or it won't matter. Also adhere to this. And I think about this all the time. Everything is trash. Everything is poorly made. Everything's a fucking scam. Kick it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is this. Haters can't get me. I've hired a company that scans my social media. And anything that is offensive, you know, containing like hate language or aimed at hurting me or just trolling me, just being shitty, uh, they remove it from my purview. What will my job be? From my comment section. So I just want people to know, like, the biggest, the thing, like, when a guy flashes someone, like, with the thrill is the, the guy gets off on the woman being like, ew, oh, my God. Like, cer certain people get off on the fact that they got you. You know, if someone's commenting, like, live on Don't Panic Pantry or in my comments something awful and I engage, then they feel like they won. So you will see if you are a horrible person with no life of your own, um, who's obviously jealous, your comments will start to be erased and I will have never seen them. And I love that. I love that you're just screaming in the dark, hoping that I saw it, but the answer is I didn't. Those people are not listening to this show. No, but they should just know that like, that's what it is. I'm putting it out there. So you're not going to get me because I never saw it and you suck. <laughs> your turn. Uh, my job of the cop is that PlayStation... Plus is a monthly service where you can play video games online with people, but also they give you a free video game each month. And mostly it's a video game I don't care about. But the game for February was very fun and I downloaded it and I was just like, I've been so busy. I've been doing so much work. I haven't got a new video game in a long time. Totally. So I downloaded it and it's so fun and I'm so into it. And I made my dad download it too. Right. And- uh, You're going to say the game name? Yeah. It's called Control and with you're- no, with a C. Okay. And you have power. I throw garbage at people. Not garbage, but like I can take a chunk off the wall and throw it at some, throw it at a bad guy. Okay. And I can levitate. And it's very calming. That's great. That's I great stopped a fridge that was mean. Okay. You need to blink when you look at me. <laughs> I was waiting for you to stop me because My. you don't like when I talk about things that don't interest I you. I was trying to give you a chance. I didn't know failed. that was going to happen. Uh, you weren't prepared for it. My bottom of the cob is... um. People aren't going to like this, but I'm going to say it. Oh, no. the, com the online commodification of mental wellness and mental health. Mm. I am not someone that deals with mental health issues. Uh, but what I, and I can't tell you that people don't enjoy this, but my feed, and I don't know why, maybe because I, I don't know, is, is all just like women with like 5,000 followers doing these things that are like, 
the like the real song, like where they point to the air uh, and words show up. They're like, you are not responsible for others, feelings, emotional, well-being. Have a great day. And everybody yeah. acts like I'm just here. Hey guys, I'm stopping in without a bra on doing a jiggle dance to let you know you're kicking ass. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're stopping in to get a like and convert that to money. That's what you're doing. It's it's up there with like all like the self-help gurus. Like everyone's just, again, everything's a scam. It's gonna be in my new book. Everything I'm trying to make money off you. Stopping by to let you know you are enough. No, you're stopping by to show me how hot you look, and you're hoping total strangers will say that. I just there are therapists and then there are just like mental health gurus. And I just think it's all such bullshit. Like, hey, if you need to know today that you're doing okay, no. I don't need a random person in cutoffs letting me know with like their perfect hair, like you're doing okay. Fuck you. There's a a real like recurring thing on Twitter of this where where you'll where it'll be like, hey, stop scrolling, yes. drink water, tell yourself you love yourself, keep it's, scrolling. Here's a little spot for you to rest in your Twitter feed. I don't know that. Get out of here. Who are not, you? None of it is a thing. And just you're know. that fragile, like you need, like that's that cannot be our diagnosis. Just someone being like, I'm just stopping by to let you know you're a powerful hoe. You're a badass bitch. First of all, I don't call myself a bitch. I don't find it funny. I don't find it, it's just like not my favorite thing. I don't get my power from a, you do get your power from random strangers on the internet telling you you're doing great because that's what social media is. But you're, it is a self-serving post almost 100% of the time. Stopping by to let you know with a filter on so you can't see any imperfections. Your imperfections are your superpower. I'm like, cool, take your filter off. Fucking liars. What's wrong with you? Go ahead. My bottom of the comment is that there is a sound in my home that I can't hear that is picked up on my podcast recordings that happen in my home. And it is at such a, a low level. Ooh. You can't hear it when you're recording. I go back to edit and it is just intermittent throughout. It is not a technological issue. I have tried it with multiple different pieces of technology. I have consulted Scott outside of Eliza hours and been like, Scott, am I insane? What is this sound? There is something happening coming from the ground or an electronic. It's like a high pitch. Like No, it's like a low, like it's like a hum underneath everything. But it's not, let's say it's a 45 minute file. It's not 45 minutes of hum. It's like 10 minutes in, hum will happen for 12 minutes and then no hum. And then hum for 15 more minutes. You're starting to sound like one of those people that thinks they have blue strings in their skin. Oh, I know, but it's truly like... And it's not like I was like, is it the Zoom? No. Is it this? No. Is it this? And it just isn't. I can't figure out what it is. I can't figure out the pattern. I can't figure out. You think it's in your computer? No, I think it's because it happens when I record on a Zoom like this, no computer. And it happens when I record with a mic You're in my computer. You're picking up like a frequency from like a power line, like, which yes. I guarantee is outside of yes, where you live. from something that's happening, but I can't. But it, You got to go into your neighbor's house and see what they got in there. Something is happening. Yeah. It's messing up. It makes my recordings sound bad and I can't do anything Have about it. Have you turned it. off everything in your house? I've like, yeah, I've and I've sat in different areas. I've pointed the mic at different. I've done it without the mic. Does I've it done it always with the occur in a certain area. No, it's a power line or something coming. It's a someone's got a microwave open in another building, and it's like new within the last six months, and it's it's driving me insane because I can run some filtering okay. on it. You got to get one of uh, those. You got to get like a sonophone or something. You got to get like a sonar <laughs> and find it. I it's, also. Uh, I'm sorry. All right, take it easy. <laughs> I, I'm never going to your house, but I'm I'm sorry that's happening to you. You're not a little curious, like 
I'm telling you, it's something you from came, your neighbor. No, it's I like mean, a fluorescent what, light bulb about coming into my house. You're not a little curious about what's happening in there. About my greatest fears being proved true? No. <laughs> uh, I also have another Top of the Cob. Okay. I power watch it. There's only six episodes. It's on HBO Max. It's called It's a Sin. It's a show about the 80s in London when the AIDS epidemic hit and it follows the lives of this like group of friends. It's all gay guys and then one girl that's like the mother of the group. Um, and it looks like the pictures make it look like it's going to be like a cool, sexy sitcom about these like five gay singles and it's not. But it's it's really well done, super unique, very sad and really speaks to this epidemic that like nobody took seriously until they did and how it wiped out an entire generation of gay men. Um, and how, like, not that Angie long ago Karanji. in London, like, gay men couldn't own property. What? Angia Karanji. Okay. So, it's a sin. Oh. It's a good show. Are these British people? They're all, they're all very, one's Welsh, and it is the weirdest accent you've <laughs> yeah, ever Yeah, this art is so, like, fun. Yeah, you watch, because it's gay, so it's fun, and this guy makes a great I point like- about, like, how fun the lifestyle is. Anyways, give it a watch, because it's a really unique show. The Welsh guy's voice is so weird. And there's this line in 30 Rock where she looks at someone, which I also watch every night, and she, like, goes to make fun of him for, like, being from another country. He goes, oh, I'm not from another country. I'm from New Jersey. I'm just a weirdo. And it's exactly how the Welsh guy sounds. I'm just enjoying myself. Uh, Sad show, beautiful show, great show. Okay. Great. See you in seven days' time. (laughs) Sounds like a ring curse. Kablam! If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.